are listening We can't believe we're still doing this We can't believe how much money we spend on time How much money Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 19 of the Youth Hockey Podcast. We've been rolling around, rolling on down the road for, oh, I don't know, I would say three seasons now. And uh, what have we learned, gentlemen? Have we learned anything from these three seasons that you just want to encapsulate in one word right now? Like one word. I got two words. Okay. Uh, of course, Lance has to break the rules immediately. This exactly. is why we pay Lance Alexander the big bucks. Go ahead. <laughs> Silver-tongued. Silver-tongued. And David, what's your, do you have one word? Of what we've learned? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you're probably right. But I still will fight to fight for our reputation. I can tell you, uh, we're out there trying to, uh, uh, you know, experience all of the weird youth hockey landscape so that you people can, uh, at home, can listen to the cacophony to the to the uh, absolute deafening roar and rage that goes on in a in a in the hockey world and you don't have to be a part of it uh you don't have to get your uh, hands dirty you don't have to get your clothes wet you don't have to uh you don't have to be soaked uh, uh by any kind of anger or i don't know what it would be uh, uh of of the youth hockey uh landscape you can just Drink deep and enjoy the Kool-Aid. And I hope, I really hope you are enjoying it. Um, Lance, who do you think is more dangerous, for example? Because uh, I, I saw this over the weekend. I want I want you to tell me who you think is more dangerous. Randy. A stone-cold contract <laughs> killer that has been like uh, several, like tw oh, two dozen notch kills. I already know kills. where this is going and there's or, no question. Or a hockey mom whose who's son is usually the top scorer and their kid hasn't scored in three games who's more dangerous oh come on there's no question the hockey mom every oh time. my goodness this lady was so angry just at everything and and he, he's got a very good kid too i mean it's it's the kid on another team so it's not like uh, i don't i don't even know but i i ran across uh, a kid uh that was on uh, i guess uh, one of my son's old teams uh uh at uh at the, at the Kaha weekend and this kid i guess had not scored and um man his mom could not stop talking about it and and she was so angry uh, at the fact that it was like just three games too he's like he's leading scorer on his team but all it takes and by the way this is this is a lesson for all of us three games is not your entire kid's career it's okay if for three games he he or she does not score uh, can we agree i agree yeah. now yeah. let me ask you who is she angry with her son the world the world uh, the world uh, no well the team yes okay just so you know she threw the team under the bus several times during the conversation however i think in 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 general it was more of you know, like oxygen, nitrogen, anything in the atmosphere that she could be angry at, she was angry at. Well, let me uh, guess. They're not yeah. passing to him enough. No, they are not. <laughs> Lance, were you in that conversation? Did, did I have you on the phone when, when I was having that conversation? Probably. I, it's every, it's every, uh, it's every hockey parent conversation. And they're not featuring him on the power play. They used to pass to him all the time and now they're not. I, I bet you that something else is occurring too. Yes. I bet you he's wide open. Oh, he's wide it, open. It, not only is he wide open, but he has a laser shot that would go right bar down. 
However, right. he's not allowed to take it. No, because no. it would injure the goalies. Um, because they, shot. because the rest of the team is not playing up to the standard at which, which he is setting. He was setting uh, until three games ago where he went a little cold. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the joke is, of course, fine. But to just so you know, uh, kids go hot and cold all the time. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, and, and they were so this person was so invested uh, in, you know, in, in all of the things that uh, that were going wrong. And I'm just like, you know, uh, I don't know why I, I'm, I'm trying to pull away enough that I can enjoy my kids performance, even if, uh, you know, the performance doesn't uh, end up in points all the time. I, you know, I, I, I didn't like the way there was laser focus on the number of goals uh, as as the only determiner of what that kid was doing, uh, because I know the kid. He, I'm sure he was doing some great things on the ice, but uh but it, that was not uh, that was really not talked about at all. <laughs> you know, but you know what's interesting, Randy? Was not uh, even a word said about that. I I, I find it interesting because I think we talked about in the in the not too distant past about you know can you can a parent be happy even when their team's losing? Well, here's yeah, the piece of, yeah, yeah. Can a parent be angry even while the team's winning? I, by the way, that might you know, Lance. Think about that because Lance wants to record four of these uh, podcasts right now, tonight. And uh, that could be your fourth. Okay, Lance? Perfect. Okay. 10 minute of podcast. You should see Lance, by the way, in his texts, he is so passive aggressive. Uh, people of the Youth Hockey Podcast. Like, I'll text him. I'll be like, hey, you want a podcast tonight? He'll be like, yes. But these are my conditions. And and then he goes into this like long, like it's, like it's two pages long uh, of, of uh, you know, I need to have this. I need to have this and a uh, maximum of 30 right. no, minutes. No green M&Ms. No green and M&Ms. Hey, it's and, in and, my and, contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying, I keep the talent happy is our motto here at Youth Hockey Podcast. But man, when it comes to Lance Alexander, you're a better man than I if you can keep him in in line because he is he is a he's a rule breaker he's a he's a deal breaker and yet uh yet a, a dear and darling a darling man so I, i'm not going to complain and anyway. i don't see those m&ms anywhere i'm the sorry area. they're over here today lance uh, <laughs> but by the way when i was at your house and you were hosting me shall we talk about the temperature and or the quality of the beverage that you provided me <laughs> oh come on you better not complain you that know, you best know orange sodas in the world diet orange soda and shasta by the way this man gave me a shat <laughs> knockoff diet orange soda in a sweltering 104 degree house uh, while I was recording the podcast, I don't and even want to talk about that. And it was caffeine free. I do not. Well, of course, it is. You know, you Shasta is is the Shasta. brand that you get when uh, you're trying to upscale from the uh, generic. No, when you soda. can't find Craigmont. Just when uh, when you can't soda find a brand that you can do, get. Do you remember places. Craigmont? When you can't find Craigmont, you you upgrade <laughs> to Shasta. <laughs> I'm I'm not familiar with Craigmont. Original. Everyone in the Northwest, if you wouldn't mind sending a couple of emails their way. Someone in the Northwest has to remember Craigmont. Please let uh, both these both these rubes know what they're missing. Next I don't time know I'm how we you tab. Yeah, I don't know how Dave, we got so far afield here. I'm so uh, sorry, Dave. Not, I was just about to introduce but... you. Dave has a fantastic topic this week, and uh, and and we are uh, we are taking away his time. Please, uh, Dave, uh, Coach Raleigh, uh, proceed. Uh, thank you. <clears throat> well, I really was just gonna go into a discussion uh, of really cheap beer. But oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but instead, I guess I'll 
You remember oh, Blitz, you know, Blitz Weinhard, uh, the uh, the lower version of the Henry Weinhards? <laughs> I don't. No, Blitz. It was actually called Blitz. I'm not sure if it's still on the market. But again, my Northwestern Western brethren, please, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stand up for yourselves. Let them all know. Yeah, that's that sounds like uh, right up there with Carling Black Label. Ooh, um, represent. <laughs> Utica Club that you can uh, get in a beer ball. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, night uh, train yeah, we, 40, night train 4040. Uh, you've got to remember getting on the night train at some point. Yeah, you don't well, remember getting off, but you do no, remember no. getting on. <laughs> did, it, did I lose you there? No, not at nope, all. But we're I, waiting I, for the top. I knew I, knew I couldn't. I couldn't top night train uh, 50. Yeah, I still remember that. Oh man. Yeah, Mad Dog is uh, one. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, good. Also that's associated good. with that same yes. genre. Fortified uh, wine, the same, uh, the same category of fortified <laughs> wine. Right. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we have some grapes in there, we think, yeah. and there's some yeah. other materials. Something <laughs> had to be fermented. We don't know what, but something. Yeah. And uh, you know, don't pick the box, pieces out so. of your teeth. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, anyway, um, you know, uh, we're, we're here at that time of year where... Um, think this is a good dividing point i think hopefully a lot of people had a a holiday break and uh, their kids might have been home if they are away or or just in general people got to spend some family time and um hopefully not too much hockey was spent there was some resting there was some relaxation maybe you know a couple of stick times or whatever um but also during the same period uh, there's a traditional tournament, the World Junior Championships, that was played. And um, this year had um, some pretty interesting things occur. Um, and there's a, there's a prospect, um, a kid named Connor Bedard, that a lot of people have heard of. And this is uh, very interesting to, to um, those of us that have uh, sons that were born in the 2005 uh, era, because... Connor Bedard is the kid that is expected to go number one um, in the in the draft this year. Who's a, who's a 2005, and people are saying this is a going to be a very deep um, draft year. Uh, but so so I, I guess this is all preface for me saying um, I watched an unusually uh, large number of these World uh, Junior games this year, um, partially because I was able to get them uh, get them on my my TV. But um, but also, you know, what would you uh, say is a what would you say is a large number? Just just so we can have a rounding. Well, error I, t- for I, people taped, at home. I taped about 10 of them, I think. And I okay. probably watched a good portion of most of them. I probably watched uh, at least six because I watched the couple of the quarters, the semis and the and the uh, the finals and the and the, um, the bronze medal game. So I, I watched quite a few. Um, I mean, there was some. There was some fast forwarding going on, but anyway, I did watch quite a few, and um, a cu- there's a couple of scores that jumped out at me, and uh, th- this this goes into my topic, and my topic is um, that there there are hockey myths, and I think it would be nice if we address some of these myths, and one of the myths of hockey, I believe, is the myth that. There is such a thing as a perfectly balanced league with uh, a perfectly balanced competition. Um, and the reason, the reason I bring this up is because this 
topic, this well, or this myth, this belief in this myth is something that has really been the tail that's wagged the dog of California amateur hockey for uh, quite a few years. And I think it, it's driven a lot of people from California out of California. Um, and it is most manifest in the uh, tier divisions. And um, California's got some pretty wacky stuff going on with, um, with what they've been doing. Uh, I, I mean, we've talked about it quite a few times. Um, and just to give people an idea, um, there's something that they're doing now where <clears throat> they're, they're having like a preseason sort of tournament. And then they're having, uh, I, now I don't know the exact specifics of this. So Randy, you know better than me because you have. I can fill it in for you. you. Whatever child. you'd like, coach. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you'd if like you want to kind of, but, but how many games did you play before before the final, what, what is it? Eight teams or t- how many teams? I, now I believe, through? I believe it now. Uh, okay. There are other um, uh, leagues. So like my oldest is in the 18 double A. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is not every have, age, but it and is they have some the, ages. They, they have the top six, or, you know, the, the play-ins for, for playoffs uh, three through six uh, go through a play-in weekend. Um, and, uh, the top four teams, uh, go to the state playoffs, the, uh, peewees, there were 16 teams, maybe 17 from NorCal and South Southern California. Mm -hmm. They played three weekends, three Caja weekends, uh, mainly in Northern California, where there is one team that made it into the league. Right. I don't mean to stress that. Don't mean to stress that because that that's a, that's of no, why is that of interest? The fact that you'd have to drive for people that aren't from California, the fact that you'd have to drive 300 miles North to play a bunch of teams that are from the South, that, that wouldn't frustrate you. Would it? Of course. No, not, not, not at no, all. Not and at and all. especially since Caja really only exists to, to provide, to facilitate competition between the teams in North, exactly. Northern California right. and Southern right. California. Exactly. That's, right. That's its whole charter. Yes, and so the entire charter is there to help the Golden State Eagles this year in Pee Wee AA uh, play against a bunch of Southern California teams. <laughs> that does not bother me, not at all. I think but, it's great. But to, to but, fast forward okay. this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So, so there's 12, uh, so you play three weekends, um, four teams go on direct. Okay, this is this this is math. I'm sorry about this, guys. Four teams go on directly. And then the next, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, eight teams go on directly. Uh, um, and then the next four teams have a play-in. So you take the bottom eight teams and you do a play-in and the top four of those make up 12 teams uh, that go into the league. Now you're allowed to play in AA. So right. like for the first three weekends are to find out if you can play in AA, then if you make it, then you can play in AA. And AA just finished this weekend. Uh, and I can say we punched our ticket, not into the playoffs, but out of the playoffs this weekend, <laughs> it's kind of a sad, kind of a sad thing. But we punched oh, our ticket. Well, that's I like to bad. think of it as we we clinched a spot, not in the playoffs. Right. What you, is that actually was you somebody solidified else your your position. Right. We cemented in the, in our position <laughs> in the lower part of the standings this weekend. But for a team that was playing with house money, uh, we felt pretty good about ourselves. But to, but be to go back to this because it, it, it it makes it sound you know it makes it sound somewhat normal like like a normal playoff thing. But the reality is. There was S&P with four teams that um, a while back lost to the point, to the degree, they just didn't have good enough overall standing to even be considered 
to get to try and get into the playoffs. They were just flat out eliminated. Like you're no longer part of the league. Right. Get out. You're done. Yeah. And that was the is, play. That was a, didn't they have like a jamboree that uh, did that at one point? We had a jamboree that determined whether you were right. in. Now was, they have three weekends <laughs> that determine you're in. Yeah. The jamboree that used to be, well, I will say the jamboree was bad, but the jamboree was all it did was divide teams into an upper and a lower level. Correct. And the, the, I, it's, it's, I mean, the, what happened if you were in the lower level is some of the craziest stuff I've ever heard and, and in the upper level, quite, quite honestly, but at any rate that all this stuff was, was created. It all harkens back to this idea that some people have had that, somehow their kids are uh, were anointed and thus and are so good at hockey that and this is tier two we're not even talking about tier one yeah there's an entire group of kids that are better than these kids (laughs) right they're so so good that they could they They can't make the top they cannot play but they can't possibly play against the medium kids yeah they can't play a team that that they could beat um badly you know this would be such a such a horrendous waste of of all things that are hockey and uh and so you know i want to talk about a couple of scores that occur in the world junior championships for example uh usa hockey played germany now germany is a team that was not going into the world juniors expected to do well they're not a strong team but um but they also you know they, they traditionally are are a uh, a competitive team there's quite a few really really good um nhl players that have uh come from team germany in the last uh five seven years some of the some of the top scores leon dreisaitl is an example one of the top scores the last number of years um german guy so anyway a couple of couple of kids uh from germany uh nhl draft picks well they played the u.s and the u.s um beat them 11 to 1 um then also uh, Switzerland uh, came in really uh, sort oh, of. Be careful. Be sort of careful. Set. Well, hang on. Okay. okay. So I'm just Switzerland saying, you in. know that Switzerland is, <laughs> is on our, it's right now still, it's like they're very on the fence about whether they like us. I can well, feel it. You know, Switzerland is like, is like teetering. So please I, be I kind. Didn't, uh, I didn't, um, you know, uh, I didn't um, pick their team, but they have, uh, they have some really good players on, on Switzerland. They uh, they upset Finland in the first game of the tournament, three two in overtime. Kind of made a statement that they were there. Um, managed to make it to the quarterfinals, but in the quarterfinals uh, they came up against a very very good Czechoslovakia team, deep, deep team. Lost the game, the quarterfinals, uh, their chance to get into the semis nine to one. Now, this kind of goes to my point. Uh, you know, if you have if you played hockey at any you know, any amount of time and had a, had a, you know, a career, you're, you're likely to have been on the losing side of some pretty, pretty good beatdowns. Most people. Um, I actually, I don't know if, if there's anybody that hasn't, you know, been on a team where at one time or another, their team really got shellacked by somebody else. And uh, I just want to make a couple points. I mean, hockey is number one, it's a team sport. Uh, we were talking about, I think, this earlier. That this is, you know, really what, what I was thinking about when you guys were talking about the kid that hadn't scored a few goals. There, there's some, you know, on, on almost every play where a goal is scored at in the higher levels of hockey, almost everyone. I mean, 
there's a very, very few exceptions. And most of those exceptions end up like in, in some kind of a, you know, a highlight reel. But for the most part, there's somebody who did something to facilitate a goal being scored that doesn't show up on the score sheet at all. Uh, the, the prototypical example is the guy that drives the net or the guy that goes and screens the goalie. Gets no points for doing that. Dirty work, probably got a cross check in the back, uh, you know, a couple whacks in the back of the leg maybe. It's, it's not fun to go and, and, you know, take a pounding in front of the net to try and help your team score. But this is the way that you need to play hockey at the higher levels to, to have a repeated success. Uh, the guy that drives the net so that the, the, the trailing guy, you know, pulls the defenseman out of position so the trailing guy can have a wide open look doesn't get any points for that this this kind of stuff happens yeah uh, the the guy who made the breakout pass who takes the hit and gets knocked on his butt you know backwards but makes sure to to get the puck up off the glass out to the to the neutral zone these are all examples of plays that happen all the time uh people that know hockey know that these plays are important they know the players that make them are are valuable and this is all you know i, I just think there's Unfortunately, what ha- apparently has happened or what happened at some point with California amateur hockey is that too many people who just don't know a darn thing about hockey were able to, you know, come up with a rule set to uh, to placate these people who have this delusional belief that there's some teams that are just too good to play another team. And I, I just can I, I can I can I propose a counterpoint to you, though, Coach? Yeah, Ron? yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Uh oh. Let's let's just take let's say from this year. Let's take a, a let's say a fictional team. Let's take the sixteen double A junior reign. Let's make up something like that. Mm-hmm. And let's say they played Empire in their first game. How bad do you think they lost to this fictional Empire team? Um, ten. Well, no, I don't know how fictional this actually is. This, this is very problem. true, actually. Yeah, <laughs> Empire. They lost sixteen to nothing. Then they played right. the Saints. They lost twenty-two to nothing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I get it. Okay. I get it. No, but you understand what I'm saying here. I'm. I'm saying. I'm. I'm just playing devil's. Act. I'm. I'm saying you are. Ninety percent. Ninety nine percent of me believes that you're right. That you shouldn't have people dictating the idea that you can't. Um, you know that you can't play. My point. Uh, my uh, teams point that aren't as good as you are. My point is this is one no- game. Yeah. This is one game, out of a season. One, two, three games. That team, is the team. There might be a couple players on that team that are really good overall. Oh, I agree. It's not competitive. I will give you not that. at a look. At, this, did you look this at is my point? Yeah. This is exactly my point. This is your point. Yeah. People will come out of that team and go on and surprise people and be really good at hockey. And maybe I totally agree college, with that. Yes, I right? agree. So, so you so, want to give them the opportunity to compete at that level, and you're 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 a nice guy. I'm just saying. I'm saying when a team is losing twenty two to nothing. That may not, uh, you know, there, there has to be some balance, I think, on the other side of that, that, that coin. A, well, you know what the issue that's is? Out of, out of its, out of its division, it's playing yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. over its head. Right. I, I get that. What, what I think people don't understand is that you cannot very often tell in advance now the rain is. <laughs> there's an argument there that you know, they have some things going on with their club. I'm just that, letting you know. I, I like the rain. Uh, you know, you know, I like the rain for what they do to kid for kids. 
uh, that aren't playing, you but know, they like do two kings. kings. Yeah, that too. But you know, they they do they uh, they offer uh, uh, another pathway in hockey that uh, if you're not kings or ducks, and and that's that's very hard to be one of the name brand clubs. Well, the, I the totally problem, like the, the, the fact the rain, they're there. But the I'm telling the rain you, rain is yeah. also associated with some of these wacky, you know, California things like the fact that you have these franchises. The problem is, and when I say franchise, I mean that they are a team that is a, that has a franchise to, to, um, to roster AAA teams at almost every uh, age group. And they don't have the talent level to do that and be for, for the most part, be competitive with the other couple of AAA franchisees. Uh, they, they tended you know, there every now and then there's an. But exception. this was double A. I'm talking about just so you no, know. But, but, I mean, this is the no, team below them. It's yeah, I agree. I agree. The talent is not there that, for one, so it's not yeah. there for both. So it it yeah, it just slides downhill, and and no one's stopping them because that's part of the whole system there. Uh, but I, I don't want to get away from that because my point is, the kids on the Saints who scored the 22 goals, padded their their stats possibly got something out of that game they might have you know uh might have uh done a bunch of passing my, my kid uh his team played in the tournament uh just before christmas and they they had to travel and they played these three teams and they they pretty much beat down every team well the next weekend they played uh, a, a team that was much uh, that, that they've had a lot of trouble with i'll just put it that way they played a bunch of times this year and they had the, the two closest games they've had with them uh, all season. And you could see that there was something that happened in the weekend before just me watching it, where I was like, Hey, you know, we're a really, uh, th this team is really playing well. They're beating these teams um, because they're playing better hockey. The pucks moving around. It's a lot of passing. There's a lot of playmaking being made. I could just see it developing. So sometimes playing a team that you're much better is, is a good way to really practice some things and sometimes get something going, uh, get, Lance, get people's I have to get confidence in. up. So uh, it, nobody knows what Lance's that. voice here sounds like. Just, just for those of you that listened <laughs> to the podcast for the last 20 minutes, you've heard Raleigh and I, now I want you to actually hear right. Lance. So, cause here's uh, I remember I back when my sons were very young, uh, this, uh, these issues started to come to the surface and uh, and I remember what drove all this. And what happened was the reason why they started heading into direction. And I know it's taken a lot of twists and turns to get to where they got to today. But I, I distinctly remember it. And, and what it was, was that, again, there were a lot of parents who felt their uh, their kids were better than they probably were. And they wanted bigger, better. And certain clubs came out and and wooed these parents and said, look, your kid come to our team. He's going to be playing double A. You know, you're at a, at your team. They think he's a B player, but they're wrong. He's double A. And these teams would go out and start fielding these A double A teams packed with kids uh, whose parents, you know, for lack of a better word, were kind of delusional. And the kids weren't good at all. But the parents were being sold a, a bill of goods from these clubs so that they could charge more. It was a higher level. And they brought in all these teams and they were the, the kids were just so far 
in over their heads and the parents couldn't accept it. And the clubs for for people that don't know the different pricing in California, you're around $3,000 to play travel hockey in the A, B, B and B levels. Uh, You're about $5,000 to play in the double A or, or more five to seven. And then in AAA, it's somewhere over 10. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving away too much information. So when Lance is saying that they're, they're getting more money, they, they are, you know, they have more practices. Uh, they, they do spend more, they spend more money as well. Cause they go to these weekends where they have these, uh, these teams all play each other and the coaches have to go away for those weekends. Um, but there is a lot of money that the chain, it's a lot more expensive to play double A than it is to play uh, a single letter in, in California. Right. And so I, I remember at the time, you know, the clubs were coming out and saying like, wait a minute, this, this team, this double A team that you're throwing up against us can't beat our A team, can't beat our B team, you know? And again, so that's where it all began. I remember that distinctly. It all began where, okay, there's got to be some kind of a screening process because we can't rely on the clubs to be, you know, self, uh, policing or yeah, you can't regulate themselves. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where, where it all started from, you know, and I don't know, maybe teams are better at it now. Maybe they're more realistic. Maybe parents are getting more logical where, Oh, your parents are getting much more realistic and logical. (laughs) I've been around this weekend, all of the double a parents. And I can tell you, we have a deep foundation in logic and and nothing hysterical uh, is going on in the AA ranks in California anymore. A lot of people really calm, really got their heads uh, in the right 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 place. Don't worry about us; we're all good. You know, so so I'm including myself. Advocate, by the way, like you did, Randy. I mean, because so here's yes. the question I have: because this real life situation, when when my sons were looking for a Southern California AAA program to play for. Uh, there was a there was one club that reached out uh, and wanted the kids, and at least the coach was pretty. You know, he 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 didn't try to sell us anything uh, false. He told us that, like, look, your two kids are going to be stars. This team is going to be fielded with probably a majority of Double A players, uh, but they're really good guys, and they're going to learn a lot, and we're all going to grow together. And this is going to be a great developmental experience. Meanwhile, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think that team won one game all season. And then so I kind of question, like, would my sons have really developed if they played on that team and only won one game and just took a beating night after night? You know, I, I think the only uh, if your kids is- had played on that team, they might have uh, won the league. That's my that's my <laughs> counter. Sure. Ral- Coach Ralston, what do you think? Um, I just, I, I've kind of made my point. I think this devil's advocate thing though, is where we got to this insanity. And I just keep coming back to the same thing. Who cares if one or two teams play above their heads? Who cares? Why does it matter? It's one season. I think that the market fixes itself. People realize if they've had a bad season, some things about their kids, the kids either got better and more competitive, or maybe the next time they think, you know what, uh, maybe we should play a different level of hockey or go to a different club. It all works its way out. 
what's happened is instead you've got uh, a bunch of stuff, rule sets that have come in and, uh, you know, I can, I look, Randy, you, you've been, you're, you know, we've both been on the same team, had our kids on the same team that have been on the short side of these regulations that were put in uh, unfairly. And so we witnessed, you know, what happens when you're, when you can get screwed by these rules. And I think, you know, what, what happened there? Well, basically we got denied the opportunity to play teams that we would have been competitive with um, in two of those years for no reason other than the fact that we're trying to protect against one or two, I guess, bad actors is maybe, you know, the idea or, or a couple teams that punched above their weight class who, again, who cares? And, and I'm just saying it's, it's unusual. It's not a system that you see in a lot of other places. I think the only other jurisdiction that I've seen that has a, anything similar is, is Chicago, but it's, uh, but, but Chicago is like, you know, what was doing it before LA. And I think uh, Chicago was kind of the model for it, but then, uh, or I shouldn't say LA, California, California decided to go and, you know, for some reason, the people that were coming up with this stuff felt that they were doing something, uh, you, you, they, they, they were smarter and they could do, do it even better. And they put all, all these wacky ideas in. And what the end result was that we all know that what happened is in the last, I don't know, since my kid was, I would say in the last decade, um, I, I saw the prevailing feeling of people that if your kid is serious about hockey, get them out of California about the age 13, 14, 15, because if they stay, this system is so broken uh, that people are fleeing the state for, for something more sane. And, and I guess also for better hockey. I mean, there's a lot of other things that we've talked about that are part of it, but. Uh, well, coach, that's a, that's a really cheery way to end the episode. And I want to thank you for, <laughs> for bringing us around to something that we all can stand behind, which is that coach Ralston really does not like California hockey a and B uh, that if you are playing in California, you might as well take your skates, throw them into the ocean and go surf. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah that was my uh, point. But, that's but, exactly yeah, hang right. On, hang on. Yeah, I want to. I want to leave on on an, uh, on a somewhat positive note. I, well, please. I don't know if I can. But well, no, but I, my, I was about to say, Coach. My point you is not have a history of being positive, but I will go with it. So please. No, my point. My point is that look, these rules all came in, uh, and they've been changed and tinkered with continuously. They they came in and you know within the the span of time that our kids grew up playing ice hockey our, our older children um they can they can be changed back you can you can get rid of them you can return to normalcy you can fix it if they could if somebody could you know or well if kaha and the board and whoever it is that meets and cooks up these these wacky ideas that uh you know that they meet uh, every quarter or whatever it is that to put these that these uh rules in they can change them there's nothing to to prevent that. And I would love to see, um, you know, more people feel like they have, uh, it's, it's a good thing for them to stay in California. And uh, well, here's you know, a problem though, that California, the, the biggest problem I think that California has the biggest hurdle they have to overcome 
is I'll give you a pop quiz here, Randy. Yeah. In the in the state of Minnesota, the best athletes uh, at, at very young ages in the state of Minnesota, what sport do you think they play predominantly? Football. No, I would disagree. I would well, say. Uh, well, the, oh, wow. Oh, no, you, you just, you, well, the best uh, athletes in Minnesota. They have the best athletes in Minnesota are playing lacrosse. Are playing no, hockey. No, they're not playing lacrosse. Nobody plays lacrosse, but go they're ahead. Playing hockey. Okay. They're playing the hockey. The best athletes in Minnesota probably started out and, and, and navigated to hockey. The best athletes in California, I mean, hockey is probably 10th on the list of, of sports that California, the best of the best California athletes are playing. You know, I would say probably uh, basketball and football, baseball, you know, get all the best athletes out of California. So if you have a kid who's just a phenomenal hockey player, he's not going to get that same competition in California right now, I don't think. Until no, we figure something out to, to, to cultivate these athletes and have – you know, in Minnesota, every high okay, school. Okay, you guys are all player. such brightness and light. I think <laughs> you guys are, I think you guys are, I, I love you. Uh, you're great. You're great uh, to have uh, as as part of this podcast. I do not uh, look at California hockey to be uh, as broken as you guys do. I think there's a lot of really great players that stay in California for a long time. And I think uh, some of them go off to, to play at a very high level. Now, do now I you, think do I Randy, think it's the same level as Minnesota? Absolutely not. Do I think it's the same as Boston University? Of course, where Coach uh, Ralston uh, played <laughs> hockey. Uh, no, I do not. Uh, Boston. College, I don't. I don't. I um, Boston uh, was it like the chowder. I mean, no, you're right. No, you're right. Uh, uh, okay. But but I I um. I, well, by the I way, don't, I, I don't to... think we should we should compare like Minnesota to any state minnesota is uh, is this you know the state of hockey okay wisconsin uh, by the way wisconsin has a note for you by the way raleigh and it's that (laughs) damn it man what do we have to do to show you our hockey credentials but i think they uh, they gotta be here they gotta be a lot better wisconsin (laughs) are you freaking okay wisconsinites i want you to, and the people from South Korea, both of you, please rise up against Coach Ralston. <laughs> I'm kidding. Of yeah, here I want to really? give I want to give our listeners though a little perspective okay. on our attitudes. Um, yes. So, Coach, uh, how, how many? Uh, let's kids? let's wrap this up though. We are okay. We we're going to wrap it up on, quick. Yeah, yeah. Coach, in in a sentence or less, how many kids do you have that play hockey in the state of California? Do I personally have? Yeah. Zero. None. Okay. Lance, how many kids do you have that play hockey currently in the state of California? Zero. Uh, Mr. Mr. Randy, how many kids do you have currently in the state of California playing hockey? Three. Exactly. So then, then that's why the audience can figure out why we're kind of a little negative towards California hockey and you're so rah-rah. Well, I'm not well, wrong. I, again, I don't know what you want out of hockey. I, I do agree with you. You know, your uh, your experiences are valuable and and good. And I, I don't have anything bad to say against them. I just I just uh, believe that uh, that if if uh, if you'll allow me to think that my experiences are valuable and good in California, I, I think you, you got to give me that room too because I have. I, I think they are, and I've had a very good time with my kids here. Uh, and yeah, I'm not, yeah, but but yeah, yeah. But, but. <laughs> When we yeah, were yeah. doing, you know, when you we were all together, you 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 saw the, you know, you saw the system uh, work the way it worked, and yes, uh, and even now, 
you know, you, you've been as bemused as I have about oh, yes. some of these ideas. And oh, uh, no, things. Coach Ralston, no. I, do I think that everything is uh, is Swiss uh, Swiss uh, uh, watch efficiency? No, I don't. You know that. Uh, yeah. But but I, I'm just, you know, I'm protective of, uh, especially, it's is right, I'm protective of my kids' experience and my, and my kids, uh, what they do. Uh, I think every dad is. Uh, so so don't think that I'm I'm raw rawing it. I've, I haven't told anybody to come to California to play hockey. I'm just saying if you're in California and you play hockey, I don't want it to sound all doom and gloom uh, because uh, that is not what I've experienced. Uh, I've experienced some doom and gloom, but not all. Yeah, well, we go. I mean, all our kids, uh, you know, grew up here playing yeah. the sport and uh, got pretty good at it. I, I, I think, you know, uh, uh, in in response to, to you, Lance, I'd say, well, somehow California has managed to um, even without the best athletes playing hockey, get a bunch of kids that, uh, that are now in the NHL. Some, yeah, you know, a couple are drafted too. one of them is one of the, you know, top uh, players right now in, in the whole NHL, um, grew up playing in Pasadena, although I guess he did leave <laughs> the president pretty young. So <laughs> yeah. a lot of them, what do. does that say? A lot but, of them but do. yeah, I mean, I mean, I, my, this is kind of my point. I, I have no skin in the game. What, what do I care? I, I, I don't have a kid in the state playing anymore. Hey, here's so the best up, part of I'm of trying California. to help. <laughs> here's the best part of California hockey. Randy is what other state has a burrito you, taco. Do not bring up the burrito taco. Lance no, talks about the, the taco. taco. Bro. He talks about the Lakewood. Uh, where you, he eats this burrito that they stuff a taco into, and he hasn't stopped talking without about the without that. the like without two the years. shell though without the shell. It's just the <laughs> okay, inner. Okay, but, okay, uh, okay. Anyway, so what other state can you surf in the morning, hockey in at noon, and go snow skiing uh, towards the evening, other than California? I don't right. know, my friends. I don't know, but I'm uh, I'm glad that I'm here with you guys because uh, uh, it's warm <laughs> more th more than it's cold, and uh, and you guys are the best. So, uh, thank you all for listening to uh, episode 19 uh, of the Youth Hockey Podcast. If any of you would like to uh, spread the warmth and joy of hockey, or the cold, cold, frigid truths about hockey. Uh, just email us at youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com, youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to address something to Coach Ralston. Uh, this is a Coach Ralston week at the Youth Hockey Podcast. And so uh, in, in oh, is, huh? celebration of Coach Ralston week, uh, which he gets the cheeriness award for for this week, uh, I want everyone to, to try to please send him a letter and try to cheer him up. Just everyone, please, youthhockeypodcast at gmail.com. Attention, Coach Ralston. Here's something to be happy about. Uh, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Remember to visit Gabe Gifford Hockey. The link is in the description and the webpage below.